102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And the Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Guess what you're going to see today? Uh, a lucky winning Powerball ticket? The big yellow shiny thing that hangs in the sky. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what that is. It's called the sun. The sun? Yeah. My, can't say I'm familiar with that. Well, it's uh, you're gonna you're gonna experience it. Uh, high of 84 today with the sunshine. Tomorrow, sunshine and a high of 85. It's 68. Not so giggity just yet, but it will be soon. Uh, comedian Tom Poppins is gonna be joining us this morning. He's got a brand new book out. Yeah, it's uh, loads of hilarity. It's called uh, "We're All in This Together, So Make Some Room." So that's uh, we'll talk to him probably after seven o'clock this morning. Giddy up. There you have it. Yeah. And then uh, don't forget to look at the Rock 102 TikTok page where you can see a quadriplegic eating a uh, ghost pepper uh, Cheeto. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, that's... Uh, we're keeping the standards high around here, folks. <laughs> tell you that. You wanted entertainment. That's what you came here for. That's what we're providing for you on the TikToks. We're just trying to get followers. 536 at Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the rock. And Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny eventually today with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 85. It's 68 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Hollywood writers and actors have been accusing the studios of doing some underhanded things, but this is seriously low. Universal supposedly had the trees pruned on the sidewalks outside its studios in L.A., which deprives people on the picket lines of much-needed shade with temperatures topping 90 degrees. So what's really dastardly about it is that they may have destroyed those trees just out of spite. Apparently, these types of trees should not be pruned right in the middle of July <laughs> because it can, uh, quote, induce an off-season growth spurt, leaving them vulnerable to freeze damage. Also, the trees were planted by the city, so Universal may not have had the right to mess with those. You know, this strike is getting really bad when all of a sudden horticulture winds up being a part of the negotiation. <laughs> I mean, you know, normally you don't even think about, you know, trees as like a, as a provision to your contract, but yeah. something we're, to consider. We're going to take the arborist approach <laughs> and just cut the branches off these. That's it. Uh, Luke, and, any, and anyone who crosses the line is a tree scab. Uh, Luke Cook. He's an actor you've probably seen in several uh, shows and movies. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, uh, Volume 2. Uh, things like that. He explained that most people in Hollywood are not rich and famous, including him. He drives a 2010 Mazda, and he needs side hustles to make ends meet. You know, it was funny. Um, the woman from uh, 24, uh, Mary Lynn Rashkub, yeah. that we did the, well, we interviewed her, and then I did the show with her over in Chickabee. Right. Um, she was on the hit TV show 24. and A lot of other things, too. 
you know, she was explaining to me how, like, people's perception just automatically assume that you have millions of dollars because you are in a secret. She goes, you know who has millions of dollars? Kiefer Sutherland has millions of dollars. <laughs> she goes, I bought a car before the show ended and then realized when I got the car, oh, I spent that money last year. Uh, Leslie Jones did a really good uh, TikTok about the very same thing. You know, the, the assumption is that everybody in Hollywood is rich. She said, you got to understand, most of the people that work in Hollywood as a writer, uh, production assistant, you know, all these people that you think are just rolling yeah. in cash, most of these people can't pay their rent. And if you're right. a writer, you're getting paid per script, not per show. Right. So it's not like you're getting paid all the time. You get paid for every piece that you submit. And, and you think about, uh, you know, a lot of these actors, let's just say, so sometimes you can see a number... Oh, you got $500,000 to be in that movie? Yes, but my house, my small two-bedroom house in L.A. costs $600,000. So it's like, you know, it's but it's not a mansion. It's no. just a regular house in a regular neighborhood. I, I have to sell almost two or three scripts per month just to eat. Yeah. Uh, this Is Us star Mandy Moore has received royalty checks from Hulu totaling anywhere from one cent to 81 cents. Uh, that's why she's got carpal tunnel syndrome because she was writing on that. all those checks. Yeah, right. All those endorsements. Uh, Kevin Bacon and uh, Kira Sedgwick uh, were on the picket line. They uh, spoke to reporters yesterday. She looks a little. Uh, she ages catching up. With well, her. she's on strike, Steve. You know, no one looks. No one gets all dressed up to strike. Oh, is she growing a strike beard? Because that's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> Remember when, like, remember all the late night talk show hosts did that, where they all grew beards oh, until yeah. the strike was over. Right, and then uh, like Letterman and Fallon and uh, Kimmel and Colbert, I think they all had them. Uh, let's see. Rumor has it that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are having issues, and they're taking some time apart to figure things out. A source says, "quote They're trying to figure out what hit them. Harry doesn't fit in Meghan's tacky Tinseltown world." Gee, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't maybe know. putting your entire life out there in a documentary uh, may, hey, may or may not have something to do with that. And begging for privacy while you do it. That's the most ironic thing, too. <laughs> like, hey, please, please, we will explain how we need privacy in a six-part series. <laughs> Which you can find on Netflix. And you can watch many, many, many times over. Whenever you want. But please... Leave us alone. Uh, Gigi Hadid and a friend uh, got arrested upon arrival in the Cayman Islands for possession of marijuana. They each paid a $1,000 fine, and uh, by the pictures Gigi posted, looks like they had a great time anyway. Yeah, meanwhile, here in Massachusetts, if you gave someone $1,000, they'd probably say, I could buy a lot of weed with $1,000. Yeah, that's true. I could buy a ton of weed with $1,000. Why would you take... Are, are people really that stupid, though? Oh, yeah. Like taking drugs into another country? Well, um, as uh, we've seen many times, you know, uh, people don't always think about uh, the ramifications of bringing, say, like, hemp oil into a uh, into a communist country, like a Brittany Griner. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you think about, well, it's legal in the United States. It must be legal everywhere, including a totalitarian government like Russia. Hey, listen, uh, some people just don't think the right way. I don't know. They just want to be bad. I you guess. know what they need? What? 
Need some education at the Steve, Co- Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. They should. They absolutely should. No Hollywood actor should be taking drugs to a foreign country. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell assisted sheriff's deputies with a food truck that caught fire. He moved a nearby gas can and also scaled a fence to get a fire extinguisher to help contain the flames until the fire department arrived. Imagine that little fat kid from Stand By Me grew all the way up to be a guy who saves a food truck, which is ironic because he ate a lot of food when he was a kid. Yeah, all right. Now I, he's I could shape. save a food truck, too, just by the amount of money I'd spend to the food truck. That's true, too. Uh, Las Vegas police served a search warrant on a home in Nevada in connection with the Tupac Shakur murder investigation. Oh, so soon? Nobody they, seems they to know. They will any- not rest. <laughs> Until this crime is solved. Nobody seems to know anything else about it at this time, including uh, Tupac's family. And uh, Kim Kardashian uh, shut off the inside or showed off the inside of her refrigerator. You know, over like a little TikTok thing. Right. Uh, and it's just like rows and rows of organic protein shakes. Really? Mm-hmm. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time my icebox was filled with protein was when Ray J stuffed the undercarriage anchovy with his beaver cheese fondue in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. And uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, gave her a little gonad gravy. <laughs> a little cream burger McFlurry. What are you trying to say? Well, it was Grimace's birthday. So oh, right. Yeah, right. What are you uh, trying to say? Uh, what I'm trying to say is it felt like I was eating out of a butcher's dustbin. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought that Arnold's meats jingle was bad. <laughs> I heard it make you moan, too. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash or rock what I do. Ah! There ain't nothing like Puffin. Puffin v- and Mark historical baseball achievements used to be noteworthy and occasionally interesting. Believe it or not, that used to happen, too. For example, last night, Major League 13 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny eventually today with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 85. It is 68. Eh, whatever. It's 69, giggity, in downtown Springfield. So I did not go to the uh, the public meeting last night for, uh, for, for Springfield. Yeah, they discussed the new plan for the X. Now, everybody's driven through the X, and everyone knows that, uh, you know, it's a convoluted uh, monkey fist of uh, of nothingness that uh, only confuses people and causes accidents. Well, look, nobody likes going back to their X, you know? Well, you know, sometimes uh, you do everything you can to avoid it. They got to revisit the X. Well, <laughs> now they uh, now they have. Um, it's a weird plan. I mean, I understand what they're doing, but as I'm looking at them, I'm going, eh, oh, uh, I guess, I guess that'll work, but it's gonna, it's gonna cost a few bucks. And uh, yeah, so, so if if the X is Dickinson, Sumner, and Belmont, yeah, what they're trying to do is reroute Belmont in a way where it doesn't actually go through the X. They try to avoid the X, so it would just be Sumner and Dickinson, and then a, a lot of people try to figure out how to navigate that. But Belmont doesn't go through the X anyway. Yeah, it does. Well, yeah, but it connects. It, it, you still got when you go up along the uh, the CVS there. Yeah, that that's still like a weird intersection where then you take a left and then you go down Belmont on the other side. Yeah, but but Belmont. Yeah, eventually turns into Main Street. So once you get past the X, you still go down down Belmont. Right, but it's not a direct shot across. Anyway. No, it's 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 you still have to kind of uh, yeah, but- you know, bend to the. 
been to the right. Right, but the, the, that street is still the same way here in this diagram. Belmont still comes out. They're putting a rotary in. They want to put a rotary in next to the CVS that connects Commonwealth Avenue right there. Then you go up to the X. That's the same. That's the way it is right now. Right. So you'd have to get onto. So if you're coming up Belmont from East Law Meadow, you get onto Sumner, you bang a left, then you bang another right, then you're back on Belmont. Why don't they just make a circle right in the middle of the X? Because that would make way too much sense, Steve. Be, that would seemingly be easier to do than to do this. See, when we were talking about this yesterday, it, you know, they kind of talked about like these mini roundabouts, these mini rotaries. And I thought that would mean two. You know, like in a figure eight con- uh, configuration. That's what I thought, too. That's what it sounded like. But where they placed the actual rotary is Belmont, and I'm not so sure why they chose that part of it. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure I'm, I'm, I'm grasping what they're doing with the rotary. I get why they're trying to reroute the traffic around the intersection of Dickinson and Sumner, but even that's going to be kind of a... Kind of a mess. I like the, this part of the story. The project, which started in 2015. It did. Uh, doing what? <laughs> what were you doing? I didn't see any work being done down I, there. I think that's when they began the study. And here we are. It's uh, you oh. know eight years later. We're finally getting around to it. Oh, yeah. oh, the pandemic ruined everything five years after they started the project. Well, because well, right. you're right, because you can't talk about this through Zoom meetings. Uh, the project, which started in 2015, is expected to go out to bid in April or May of next year with construction starting in 2020, late 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, officials are now working to get final community comments and will refine the plans this summer based on concerns, said Alexander Maxwell. Resilience planner for Fuss and O'Neill. Ooh, that's a cool place to work for. You gonna put up with all that Fuss and O'Neill? A lot of fuss in this office. Too much fuss. Well, we've had a we've had a financial uh, uh, you know windfall this year. We've had to re- reconfigure our fuss budget. That's a resilience. <laughs> our fuss budget. Yeah. <laughs> the resilience planner. I always like how they put like uh, categories on people's uh, titles. You're the resilience planner. Yeah, it's always it's always funny when they kind of reconfigure the name of a job that's been around forever. Traffic engineer, brand manager. Yeah, I know they do that with the radio station thing. They take we used to call them program directors for years. Yeah, and then uh, all of a sudden, when the last guy was here, they changed it to brand manager. Right now, we're talking about uh, content manager. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's the new one. Content manager. Content manager? Yeah, right. Oh, we just manage all the content that's given to us at some other point, right? Pretty much. Yeah, that. Yeah, 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 pretty much. That's that. right. All right. So, uh, yeah, they. I don't understand how this thing. You know what really would have been helpful for Mass Life to have done? Include what it looks like now. Show what the changes are with that. You know what I mean? Sure. Like do the overlay. Of the of what it is now to what what they're trying to do, because I don't really understand how this is going to improve anything. So that rotary is around Commonwealth Avenue and uh, and Belmont. So you try to imagine yeah. that, okay? And then what happens is on the other side of <clears throat> because you can't get to the other side of Belmont in the traditional way. You have to go down Sumner and. So you, you you have to go down you have to go down Sumner and then kind of do a little 
thing again, and then uh, it's but it's. But I there's don't a see, there's you don't connect, even know what's going. It's hard on. to it. Well, it's really hard to understand because there's a couple of connecting, you know, streets that had been like, for example, there used to be a couple of streets that uh, would connect Dickinson to further up on Sumner. And uh, I think those are going to be restricted. And they're all going to be one ways now. See, it doesn't look like you can... At, right, w- the way it is right now, let's say you're coming up from uh, the highway. You're coming up from a 91. You come up Sumner Avenue that way. Okay. You reach the X, and on your left would be the Cumberland Farms, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can go through the intersection and then take a right onto Belmont, which it looks like you can't do here. You wouldn't be able to turn down Belmont this way. Right. Do you see how that's panned out there? Yeah, no, I, 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 I understand it, and I get what they're trying to do. Just can't seem to really grasp why this is a better idea than something else. Apparently, uh, the plan was met with some people saying, uh, okay, and a lot of people saying, oh, we love it, and there are some people saying, but what about all the trees? What about all the trees that were lining Belmont and and that whole area? Well, here's the thing. Uh, A total of 118 trees are being uh, proposed to be planted, yielding a net of a full 57 trees. The trees are there, going to have to come down to accommodate all these things. And I would like to remind everybody that if you just go down the street, just a couple of blocks, there's this huge park called Forest Park. Which has a lot of trees. There. It's loaded with trees, Steve. Yeah. Loaded with trees. I understand when, you know, because you got some of these old trees, probably like 150 years old or whatever. Listen, eventually that stuff's got to come down. Like, you got to make way. And you can replant newer, younger trees. And sometimes those trees grow into larger trees. Well, they many of those... Um, like when they plant them, they're already like have been growing for a couple of years. Sure. When you buy them from like garden centers, especially these commercial, uh, when you're talking about commercial projects, these things are already grown. So the trees will be okay. They're going to be fine. They're going to replace them and it's going to still look nice. I guess the uh, the mayor was at this, uh, this meeting. Uh, Chris Signoli from the DPW was at this meeting. A bunch of other people. About 50 residents were all in attendance. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the troll thing with the trees wanted to be, wanted to be like the, the biggest sticking point for people. Like, they were really bothered by the trees. I'd be more bothered by how do I get from one end of the X to the other? Dom Dom is like, ooh, fire with the trees, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's with these rotaries? Why don't we make them, uh, instead of circles, we make them Ds, double Ds for Dom Doms. <laughs> if you make it through the first one... Maybe we'll let you through the second one. <laughs> and if you're having trouble negotiating uh, yourself around the X, Mayor Dom Dom will just push your car out of the way for you. Yeah, I I really wish there was a little bit more explanation on how this would make traffic flow a little bit better because it doesn't really seem from the picture that it's going to do anything different other than create more problems further down the street. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're living on one of those small little cut-through streets, this is like the worst news yeah. you've ever heard. Yeah, uh, uh, traffic uh, at the X is uh, greatly improved. Yes, but there's a there's a 20 car backup on Euclid Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and remember uh, when you used to be able to park on that street? Well, you can forget that. Yeah, that that, that whole system there where you can uh, 
there's a way to kind of bypass the X when you get to that. There's that one-way street that goes down. Yeah. But then that's that's where that rotary would be when you come out on that section. That's where um, where Dickinson is. Yeah. That's where that rotary would be when you go across Dickinson and then there's the CVS and all that stuff. Because uh, okay. you got that side street going this way. I don't think anybody knows what we're talking about, and I don't think we know what we're talking well, about. Well, see, that's why it's so confusing. Well, I'm because glad. it would be great if you had someone who knew what they were talking about, but you're not going to find that on this show. No, and that's why. But we talked about it because we needed to fill time. And Look at that. Good 623 at Rock 102. Where's the most convenient place to get that big fitness energy? It's, it's 626 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Uh, a, well, Dan Brown can give you the extended forecast. Which uh, we like to see. Would you like to laugh, though, right now? Uh, sure. Or do you want to wait uh, a minute or two before we laugh? <sighs> nah, get it over with. Are you sure? Yeah, now do it now. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. Oh, that was a different one. Do you want to do, you want to do the other one? Yeah, do the other one. Other one. Yeah, do that one. It's Bax and Nagel's yeah, joke yeah, of yeah, the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Now, funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. These jokes are so bad. How bad are they? They're so bad, Amy Schumer bought them for her new routine. (laughs) (laughs) She is terrible. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. Springfield. 629 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Ray Street Appraisals. For all your appraisal needs, contact Race Street Appraisal. It's here, Race Street Race Appraisals. It's time for news. Here's uh, Steve Nagel. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. Just yeah. Steve Nagel, uh, local radio. Oh, account, thank Steve you very much. I just wanted to make sure that you got through that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm sorry. I was uh, distracted by uh, by something shiny in the room. Oh, slow internet, perhaps. Yeah, well, that's part of it. Yeah, uh, it's and the there- Amish wood burning quality uh, computer system we're dealing with right now. An intersection along Route 5 in West Springfield was closed on Tuesday afternoon following a two-car crash. According to West Springfield Police, Highland Avenue between Prospect Avenue and Riverdale Street was closed. A photo shared to the 22 News uh, Newsroom shows a pickup truck and a sedan involved in the incident. The sedan is lifted on its right side wheels. And that's all the information we have. We don't know about the... Injuries or any additional damage? No, I uh, I mm. don't see anything uh, like that at all. Because you know, normally when when they do stories about uh, traffic accidents, that would be like one of the things that uh, you try to find out when you report. No, if they just get a picture, it's good enough for them. Oh wow! Look at that car. It's up on its side. I bet you somebody got hurt. Yeah. I bet you they called an ambulance and then wing 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 wing. And there's lights and cops and everybody. Yeah. I suppose the uh, air quality alert for all of Western Massachusetts is bad again today. Smoke from the Canadian wildfires is expected to impact the air quality across the state. Air quality on Wednesday is unhealthy for sensitive groups, uh, including people with heart or lung disease, as well as older adults older adults, and those who are active outdoors. Well, I guess you don't have to worry about anything. You're not really active outdoors. I'm not even all. active indoors. Who's, who's kidding who? Speaking of, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up about being active indoors. 
I, uh, I I go to the gym sometimes. Right. You know, I have a I have a guy that uh, that I work with that does like weight training and stuff. But then I go on my own uh, to the gym. And uh, what's been happening lately is the uh, the young kids now who are uh, at, like home from college for the summer. Right. Um, they take up uh, the, the the room in the weight room. Okay. And uh, many of them sit there and listen to music while sitting on the edge of a bench and never using it, as if they are going to. Which denies other people from using it. To use that particular piece of equipment. Of course. All right, fine. I can find something else to do. I got, you know, three different things I can do that don't require a bench. Uh, Let me just do that. And then I go, let's say I do a deadlift thing. So I go get the big bar to do the deadlift thing. Okay. I got to get the plates. You know, you put the, the plates of weights on the thing. And it's actually really cool. I got this, um, uh, you know, when I work with the trainer, they, he gives me numbers, like on a Google sheet. And then we kind of increase those numbers, like every time we go back. Sure. And I have this thing, this app on my phone called Rack Math. So you put the, you know, however, whatever the weight of the bar is, and usually it's like 45 pounds for the bar. And then it tells you what plates you need to add to that okay. to reach whatever weight that you're trying to lift or so you, you couldn't have like a like two 20s and uh like a say like a like a two and a half well there's no on either two, side. there's no 20s uh it's like right, 25 like, could you do like 10 on one side t- another 10 on the other well it's got to be even like you can't just uh you know, yeah not it's got to be yeah. even but it seems to me like the it's not i mean it's bad as bad at math as i am you know it's like not real complicated <laughs> got to 45 well, I'm bad. I'm horrible at math anyway, and uh, it's it is kind of a pain. Listen, you're talking about a person who lifts weights. We don't have much to think about. So, <laughs> in fact, yeah. the less thinking you have to do, the more uh, the more successful the workout. Right. So I go into this gym, and then uh, you know it's loaded with these college kids, and uh, whatever. Yeah, you, you got to be respectful of other people working out, but you got to put the plates back. It's like. I feel like this old man now coming in and complaining about you damn kids don't know how to put things away, do you? Do you? You know, you, I'm looking. Uh, uh, one of the things required a, a 35 pound plate, right? Okay. Two 35 pound plates, one for either side of the bar, right? Okay. Bam, one right there on the rack. I'll go grab that one. Grab the other one. Yes, but where is another 35 pound? Oh. It's on that bench where that kid just took two of those and is now sitting there texting and listening to his iPod. Or taking a, or a selfie. Ta- probably taking a selfie, showing off everybody has his name. And then at the end, he gets up and leaves, doesn't wipe off a machine, and walks out, leaving the, plate, leaving the plates on that weight bar, which don't really belong there. When your mother's making the dinner, Right, and you finish your, your meal? Mm-hmm. Do you just leave the plates lying around all over the place for your mom to pick up? Well, if you're my kids, yes. But uh, mom's not going to pick them up anytime soon. Yeah, mom's soon, not picking so them up, I, yeah. You know, we got a little problem going on there. Um, my house is a little messy. Yeah, no, I get it. It's fine. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's, it's respect. It's like... You don't own this stuff. You're being You're paying for the privilege to use it, but are you paying... 
you're not paying the privilege for right. somebody to put all your stuff away either. Now, I, I know what Jim you're talking about, and yeah. I and I've seen the you know, I've seen the activity this, in there. This has it's, nothing to do with the nothing gym. to do this, with the gym. This it is just, the people that go there. Absolutely, but they not only don't put stuff away when they do try to put stuff away, they don't put it away where it belongs. That's another thing that uh, stinks too. I mean, usually. Don't you well, try to put all those yeah. plates in some level of order so it's easy to retrieve? That's a good point, too. Usually the bottom, like the 45-pounders are on the bottom, and then the 35s, 25s, 10s, you know, 5s, and and 2 and a half. See? Uh, those are called pennies, by the way. That's what they call them? A couple of pennies. Go throw a couple of pennies on either side there, huh? You know, that's, that's our that's our weightlifting jargon. Yeah, good yeah. good lingo. Yeah, what's your what's your max? What's your max rep, bruh? <laughs> I do five pennies on either side. Uh, it's just disrespect. If you're not gonna put that stuff back, and then and again, that was the other frustrating thing is sometimes those racks have like a forty five, and then there's a twenty five shoved in between, and then another forty five. So you got to take the forty five off to get the twenty five to get in there. If this was a library, you'd have librarians, you know, just smacking people around all day. Uh it, it's it's just uh, it's very disappointing. I'm very disappointed in society. This is why today's uh, generation is in such trouble. They can't put anything away. They can't put anything away in the right in the right place. It's all a big. Uh, all a big mess. If you try to if you try to correct them, then all of a sudden they get real emotional and break down like the tender little buttercups that they are. Yeah. So does every uh, like, you've been through this uh, this age before? Oh yeah. Uh, does, do, do you start becoming the old man who starts complaining about the younger generation all the time? Uh, you know, I find that sometimes I do, and when I actually express my frustration, uh, I'm being told that I'm triggering them. Oh, really? Yes, it's an emotional trigger to correct a young child who can't put his things away. <sighs> Emotionally triggered. Yes. Yes. That's a good one. I like that. You do? Yeah. Because that's what's happening. Well, I wonder if these uh, these kids are emotionally triggered by something that happened to them while they were lifting weights that they just certainly can't put those plates back on the rack that they took them from to begin with. Yes, and that would They're cause you to be uh, emotionally insensitive. Well, I'm actually emotionally triggered by all of this. You want to be emotionally a trigger? Yeah. Wait till I smack that iPhone out of your hands so you can start putting things away like a real human being. And what is that? Why are you taking selfies of yourself at the gym? You, you know look who, like a douchebag. You know who's, who's who does that? What? Cohen does that. Oh, he does do that a There's lot. A man in Ugh. his early 60s taking selfies of himself in a gym. Yeah. Like we're supposed to look at these pictures every week and say, wow, he's just getting bigger and bigger all the time. Yeah. Somebody told me uh, yesterday that Scott Cohen, uh, they've met him a couple of times now. He's got a really uh, douchey arrogance about him. That's what that's what I was I was told. And I'm like, really? I've never yeah. noticed that well, at all. You know, you can't swing all. a dead cat without hitting a phony in this place. Buddy, you can't swing a dead weight plate in this gym without hitting a phony. But, uh, yeah, the gym selfie just d drives me nuts. I'm not going to ever take a gym selfie. The gym selfie, and I think sometimes those people are actually taking pictures of other people at the gym. Sometimes, yes. You but know then what I they, mean? But, but then they'll post their own picture so, you know, they can justify taking the other pictures of other people. Yeah, but, I mean, what a good guys. You're, t you're, you're taking the phone and you're, you're, oh, I'm taking a selfie. But then other people can't really see what you're looking at. 
but maybe you're taking a picture of that girl over there on the squat bar. I, well, I, I don't trust anybody with a phone in a gym. Uh, the only Well, I have the phone with me to do the rack math thing, but I don't take pictures of anything. I just look at the phone, put the numbers in, and that's it. That's it. But I don't need to take pictures of me doing it, like selfies doing it. You know where you never have this kind of problem? What? When you're sitting around in your house wondering whether you should go to a gym. Yeah, I, these these are your problems. <laughs> They're never my problem. Uh, you, I mean, I got a gym membership, but uh, yeah. I find that the the uh, the drive to the gym is maybe one of the longest drives in America. And what is it? It's, just, like I'm, it's like I'm traveling to a foreign country. Is that number just a write off for you at the end of the year? Oh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Multiple vehicles, including two state uh, police vehicles and a tractor trailer, were involved in what Connecticut State Police described as a major crash on I-95 in Connecticut. The driver of a Mack truck, whom police, uh, I state, who state police identified as 34-year-old Shaky Joseph of Waterbury. <laughs> you should have seen that one coming. Was charged uh, in connection with the crashes. The crash has happened near exit 27 on the northbound side of I-95 Monday night. The highway was closed for about three hours. Troopers initially said an oil spill in the roadway caused the crash, but later clarified it was human waste. <laughs> okay. According to investigators, the truck towed a trailer with an unsecured load, which leaked the human waste over the lanes of the highway. As a result, the roadway was slick. State police said they responded to help several drivers who hit the spot and were involved in collisions. Uh, while two of their cruisers were pulled over to the median with their emergency lights activated, the driver of the tractor trailer also hit the slick spot and lost control of the vehicle. Well, you should have expected that. The guy's <laughs> name is Shaky Joe for crying aloud. You know, what company <laughs> who runs a high-end human waste hazardous material company going, we need your best truck driver to handle this load? Well, you know what? Shaky over here has got a great track record. You know... He just joined our company yeah. after he was working in the bomb squad. Yeah, right. <laughs> which, which he no longer has. He's missing three fingers, but, you know. The tractor trailer entered the median strike. The run one cruiser, which hit the second cruiser. No injuries were reported. Troopers said they determined uh, that Joseph was aware of the leak. He was charged with unsecured load. Reckless driving and 12 counts of first-degree reckless endangerment. Good Lord. Uh, Shaky was released on a $25,000 bond and given a court date of August 8th. Shaky Joseph. <laughs> um, human waste. Are they talking about, like, I, what are they talking about? Blood? Probably blood, I would imagine. Well, that would oh, be a, a that would be no that that's not I wouldn't call that human waste. That would be like a bodily fluid. Yeah, but human waste. I mean, you know when they uh, with the hospitals and all that stuff, they have like medical waste. Sure, but they didn't say medical waste. The so you're human waste. Oh, and if they thought it was an oil spill, it probably was a tank truck. Yes. Yeah. You ever see that uh, that septic uh, truck driving around? It's a uh, shape, or maybe it was an internet meme. It's a, I think it's an internet meme, but there's a company out there somewhere that's a, it's a septic cleaning company yeah. that has the truck painted yellow and it's little like pieces of poo with faces on it sticking their windows out of it and it's called the stool bus. 
You never saw that before? Yeah, I've never seen that. I don't think that's yeah, local, it's, but it's that's, not, that's it's not great. Around, it's not around here now. That's that I perfect. Remember. Yeah, the stool bus. We're number one in the number two business. Well, you know, that's uh, that's yeah. that's the whole thing about marketing. You gotta you got to know what your product is. And you know what? A truckload of human waste dumping over the highway, maybe possibly into the Connecticut River, might clean it up a little bit. <laughs> like that's the least of the river's problems. Ah, uh, no, we got to match what it's like up there in the uh, in the northern part of the, oh, uh, the a, river. A little tiny human waste spill in the Connecticut River. You ain't seen nothing yet. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today eventually going to be sunny with a high of 84. Tomorrow sunny with a high of 85. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. The wing thing is sold out. Thanks to our sponsors, Aquapump, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, and Log Rolling Catering. And thanks to you, it's going to be a great afternoon at the Barney Estate in Forest Park. Stay tuned for more exciting events from Rock 102 Springfield. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 650. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy to start, then sunshine this afternoon with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 85. It is uh, 69, giggity, downtown Springfield. I uh, honestly cannot remember the last time we did an event in Greenfield. Uh, I know we've done them, it just, it's been like forever. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long, long time. The uh, Rock 102 Row Crew is going to be there uh, tonight from 7 to 8 at the Hangar Pub and Grill in Greenfield. The first 50 people that come to the, the, uh, the Rock 102 table will receive a limited edition Rock 102 Greenfield's Classic Rock t-shirt. And while you're there, try the Hangar's limited edition wing sauces. It's an evening of limited edition stuff. Plus, uh, Amherst Brewing will be on tap, too. It's uh, tonight, 7 to 8, and the Hangar Pub and Grill, 30 Federal Street in Greenfield from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. See, instead of Greenfield, we should just put the uh, the mayor up there. Wedge Gartner's Classic Rock. Oh, I like that, yeah. too. Wedge yeah, Gartner! Wedge Gartner. I don't know if you want to uh, necessarily hang your T-shirt on a, on a political, you know, figure you know i i just i I just don't know if you want to do that although i gotta tell you we've been putting together a lot of these limited edition t-shirts the greenfield one i haven't seen yet but Mm -hmm. we just got like brand new ones that i think are like some of the coolest shirts we've ever had well it's it's, no we've had them 40 years ago Uh, it's the Wacky 102 shirts. They have, it's the Wacky 102 FM logo. Yeah, the old logo from, like, uh, what, early 80s or yeah. whatever it was. So, uh, you know, GG Inks put those, uh, put those out there, uh, yesterday. We got a whole brand new shipment in of, a shipment in, a shipment in Careful. of, the, I know, I know. Let's see where you're going there. You can we got a load step into in. a pile of it. We got a load in is what we got. Yeah, that's the, that's the truth. Uh, so, so we got these shirts. And the only thing that uh, occurred to me was like, wow, what a cool design. However, uh, two years from now, when I go to Savers and it's on the discount rack, is it an authentic Wacky 102 shirt or was it the newest <laughs> Wacky 102 shirt? Because that's usually how they wind up in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think people are going to have the uh, false impression that uh, our shirts actually have real value. So, But huh. uh, people like them. So I like this one. I think it's really cool. It is pretty neat. Actually, uh, thinking about uh, maybe like uh, walking upstairs and putting it on for the rest of the day. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I don't normally uh, just jump into my Rock 102 gear if I have, unless I have to. But uh, yeah, I like it. No, but we have like a we have like a meeting with important people after the show, so uh, we have to do a, like a like a wardrobe change. Yes. Oh, do you normally come in here looking like a slob with a greasy shirt? Yeah. Uh, we- no. 
We're going to make this uh, meeting look like a share concert. But she's doing like, you know, 15 uh, different uh, costume changes throughout oh, yeah, the entire yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. You got to got to got to look good. Yeah, I'm thinking of like interrupting the uh, the meeting and say, "Okay, hold that thought." Then I go out in the hall. I put on uh, something with a lot of sequins and like a maybe like a like a fruit basket on my head. I like the way you're thinking about it. You like that? that? Yeah. I think that would be pretty interesting. You look like the Chiquita Banana Girl. Yes, that's yeah. kind of what I'm going for. I, I like the way you think. Uh, comedian Tom Papa has got a brand new book out. It's called "We're All in This Together," so make some room. He's also uh, got a pretty cool podcast called "The Breaking Bed uh, Breaking Bake Breaking Bread Podcast." We'll talk to him about that in uh, in just a matter of minutes. It looks like uh, neither of us can uh, can talk about that. Can <laughs> talk God, out of our know. mouth. These I don't morning. know why. Uh, yeah, we don't. We don't have to move on. Can, do we have to move on just yet? No, can don't I, get some time. I, I have a minute or two. Uh, Japan Airlines just uh, and launched a new service that allows foreign tourists and business travelers to rent clothes for them for, for, from them for as little as $28 up to two weeks. The idea is to minimize luggage as much as possible. With clothing rental? Yeah. I would imagine bring your own underwear. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend renting underwear. Socks, too. I wouldn't... Uh... So- I yeah. my own Any- socks. Anything that uh, requires, uh, you know, absorption of anything from you should be your own. Well, I mean, you've rented uh, formal wear before, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's all right. That's so, but- all right because that's uh, that's also dry cleaned and uh, hopefully sanitized. Yeah, before. and you don't, and you don't have to be the one to dry clean it. Right. You just return it and they clean it. But I'm just wondering. Uh, you know what are they gonna what are they gonna get you for with the uh, the cost of the clothing rental? It says twenty eight dollars for up to two weeks. That's not a bad deal for all of it. Yeah, they've reached uh, launched a new service that allows foreign tourists and business travelers to rent clothes from them for as little as twenty eight dollars up to two weeks. It's called Anywhere Anywhere. Get it? Oh yeah. Spelled two different ways. Sure. Uh, and travelers can rent up to eight outfits in three sizes, small, medium, and large, in various styles like business casual and more formal uh, attire. You don't even need to pick up the clothes at the airport. They'll be delivered directly to your hotel. And do you know what you're getting? When you make a reservation, you go online and select the items you want. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. The clothes will be previously used, but they're thoroughly cleaned and ironed before being delivered. And don't worry, the service does not include underwear or other undergarments. That's good. Thank goodness for that. So you will need to pack a few personal items. But the idea is that you can minimize your luggage as much as possible. Because they're jacking you for the luggage. Yeah. You know I mean, you, you go over like a certain weight on luggage, you can almost guarantee you're going to be paying extra. I don't understand how, like, I flew uh, two different airlines recently. Yeah. Right? One was, by myself, I flew a Delta flight home from Atlanta. But I took a Southwest down there. Gotcha. Right? And Delta, unless you're a first-class passenger or a business-class passenger, you have to pay for your bags. Right. 30 bucks a piece or $35, whatever the, whatever the pr- ridiculous amount of price. Yeah, is. on top of what they're gouging you for just for the ticket. Southwest, however, you don't have to pay for luggage. You can bring up to two bags weighing up to 50 pounds each. It doesn't make sense. It, it, it I don't understand that. How yeah, they cannot charge when they're charging way less for a plane ticket than Delta is. You would think that with so much competition in the airline industry, with the airline industry always you know you know claiming that they're broke, 
that there would be some sort of uh, you know incentive to keep the prices low as possible to be competitive with each other because you got choices. Yeah, I don't do. I don't understand why you know why some will have fees and uh, with certain fees and some others won't. Like you know for example you know depending on the on the airline you pay extra for where you want to sit in the plane whether it's like aisle or oh. or a, or a window seat. Yeah, I, I I got that offer from Delta too. It was like uh, hey. Uh, you want to upgrade for another hundred bucks and move into the comfort zone? Listen, I'm already paying eight hundred so, bucks for this flight. No, I don't want to spend extra hundred bucks. And I and if you call that the comfort zone, why do you why don't you market it as the uncomfortable zone in the back? <laughs> oh no, that's just what do they call it? Regular or something? Yeah, regular coach. Yeah, regular coach. Yeah, where we pick for you. Well. I'm going to be renting a, a, a suit next time I, I fly to Japan. It's 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And this- Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, tennis is a grueling game, sport that requires exceptional eye-hand coordination, cat-like reflexes, skillful footwork, and oh yeah, you're not supposed to act like a total jerk while you're playing it. This is a gentlemanly game, even for the women, because no matter how many hours you're on the court or how bad the officiating might be, you're not supposed to lose your composure and break stuff. It's especially true in a highfalutin snob vest like Wimbledon. As you know, everyone's talking about this five-hour-long Wimbledon final between Novak Djokovic against winner Carlos Alcaraz. You kidding me? It's all I've been talking about for the last two and a half days. That's mostly because I've got very little else going on in my life. However, yesterday, Djokovic was fine for that red-faced tirade he went on during that grueling fifth set in which the guy took his racket and smashed it to pieces against one of the net posts. Now, here's a guy with 23 Grand Slam titles. He's won Wimbledon three times. I want to guess he probably has another racket. However, because tennis is being run by a bunch of uptight, anal-retentive, non-confrontational pacifists, they chose to fine the guy to the tune of $8,000. Now, I'm pretty sure that Novak Djokovic can cover the fine. What with that estimated net worth of $220 million? I just think the fine the guy is kind of unfair and a little ridiculous. I mean, he's the one that has to go out and buy a new racket. The dude is playing with a head graphene 360 speed pro racket. That's like 500 bucks. You smash two or three of those things in a week and that really adds up. Believe me, if I had to come up with $500 every time I broke something, I'd be broke. And then I'd really like to tell you what you could do with your $8,000 fine. Especially when I'm going to dick six times a week to replace my broken rackets. When the only real racket that matters is the one that's dishing out $8,000 fines to guys who just lost at Wimbledon. But hey, and if I'm I yappin', sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Ego Battery Powered Trimmer and Blower. Battery and Charger included, thank goodness. Now $229 at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. You're saving almost $100. Bucks. You can find it on the Rocky's app or on the flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic, Classic. Rock. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 713 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, eventually uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 85. Tomorrow sunny with a high of 85. Uh, it's still going to be hot, muggy, and humid uh, no matter which way you slice it. But it's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Comedian Tom Pop has been on the show a number of times. He's got a brand new book out called We're All in This Together, So Make Some Room. He's also got a really cool podcast called Breaking Bread. Uh, podcast with uh, with Tom Papa. He's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Good to talk to you. Congratulations on your new book. We're all in this together, so make some room. Tell us a uh, tell us about what the book is about. Thank you very much. It's a collection of uh, funny essays about uh, how we can get through life, and basically that we're all in this together. Like we always think we're the first human being to go through this, and it's really not the case. <laughs> Everybody is going through the same thing. We're all going through the same brochure. <laughs> we, all, we, all, we all end up with weird ailments. We all end up with weird stuff on our bodies. Our kids go through life at the same time and, go, and leave the house and leave you alone with your dog. <laughs> we, I really just wanted to kind of point out that if you, if, you, if you calm down and you look at the lessons of the people around you that have gone through this already, and not even just the... The people you like or admire, even the idiots. You know, like I know I will never jump off a trampoline into a ceiling fan because I've seen people do that on TikTok, and, it, and it's a mistake, <laughs> right? Thank, yeah, and you should thank those. You should thank those people. Well, I, I don't know, Tom. I kind of enjoy a Tide Pod here and there. <laughs> And I hope that you post it on social media, and then I learn not to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, we're, we're just teaching each other lessons in this. Yeah, life. like 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 TikTok should come with like thank you cards. <laughs> it really should. Yeah, yeah it should. <laughs> when I see a guy, when I when you see a guy mountain bike and fall off the side of a mountain, <laughs> you should say thank you to that. <laughs> now, now I finally know because I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that vital sensation. I've been, but it really, it became, like, I always thought, you're taught, especially in our country, we're taught how great we are and how special we are. You're, you're a unique individual, and which is all true. You're very special, but you're not the first person to go through this. And just a walk through the CVS or the Walgreens, and you'll see that you're not the first person that has a weird bump on your ass or a weird thing in your eye. Millions of people that have done it before you, and there are there's an aisle with products waiting to treat your your disgusting <laughs> you've, helmet. Like I said, you you you've pared this down to like thirty seven uh, like you know essays. Each each one of them, all stuff that's that should be familiar. Everything from like drinking and pets and dates and uh, you know hygiene. It, it, when you when you've uh, you know, when people have read the book, have, have they all said, "Yeah, I do that too"? Or is there anyone who says, "I've never heard anybody do that"? No, yeah, there's a lot of people that come up and and tell me stories that match up like with what I went through. You know, because I use some examples from my life. Like there's one essay uh, called "Don't Swim Alone," which was the story of when I was a little boy and I went to sleep over my nana's house, which is really funny in itself that like your vacation when you're a kid is to go sleep at a 70 year old woman's house <laughs> but, but it's pretty exciting and she took me to a pool at my aunt's house and i was so excited that i got to go 
but I ended up pooping in my bathing suit. <laughs> and it ruined the whole day, and I, did, I panicked. I didn't know what was happening. And people come up to me at these book signings, and, they, and they're telling me now their poop stories. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm writing this book for you, but also I feel less alone when I, when I hear somebody else had a very similar experience at their aunt's house. Oh, that that and and that's how we, we learn from each other. Yeah, we're we're just uh, we're just communicating back and forth with each other. We all have the same yeah. experience. Now you've built an entire community of people that can't hold their bowels in a pool. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably ninety percent of us. When when is your uh, your TED talk or your <laughs> Tom talk, if you will? Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, the funniest part for me of that story was, as a kid, like I, I was panicking. I didn't know what to do, so I took my bathing suit off, and I was like, "Well, I'll just, I'll just throw it into the woods." And now, thinking back, I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> it probably went two feet. <laughs> I yeah. thought I got away with this crime. You know, my aunt walked out there after I left. <laughs> you know, this is, this, is, this is so crazy you bring this up. When I was about like like seven years old, I remember walking past the woods and finding a, <laughs> and finding a bathing suit just by the road. It's, <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah, that, was a, that, was, that was a classmate of yours who was panicking. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, but, but, but somebody stumbles upon something like that. They think, oh, my God, somebody went through a horrible, horrible experience <laughs> here. We should call the police. I was walking my dog the other week, and I I was going around, and they were like, I have two dogs, and they were sniffing like crazy, and they started pulling me. I was like, what, what's happening? And I looked down, there's a giant pair of pink underpants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they're there. Yeah. I don't know who took them off. All I know is my dogs were excited. And we have to get the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and they get excited <laughs> like that. Hey, uh, real quick, Tom, I, I just wanted to, I, I realized you, you're from Passaic, New Jersey, right? Yes, that's where I was born. Oh, I, I, I didn't know if you were like a, a New Jersey, uh, New Jersey-ite or whatever you want to call them uh, now. Uh, yeah, I, I was, yeah, I'm I definitely New Jersey born and bred. I was, I lived there uh, until I went into this New York to become a comedian. Oh, I, I'm from Denville. Originally, uh, okay, nice. Yeah, I was just back at the Jersey Shore for for a little vacation. It was great. I'm filled. I'm literally. I'm glad we're not doing this in person because I'm filled with fudge and taffy <laughs> and sausage sandwiches, probably too. <laughs> well, that would that would explain the bathing suit. Yeah. No, I, I, I just wanted to bring that up. I have I have nothing in common with you to talk about, Tom. I just wanted to bring that fact up. Again, I like it. I appreciate it. Yeah, no again, problem. more common ground than we found <laughs> at once. You're not. I'm not the only person to be born in New Jersey. So was Tom Pop. There you go. Yeah. I know, Tom. I know we don't have a, a lot of time left. I wanted. I wanted to uh, to ask you real quick about uh, the podcast, the Breaking Bread podcast. Tell me uh, about that and what's going on with that. Yeah, the Breaking Bread podcast. You know, I'm a bread baker and a comedian. So I decided to start this podcast where I talk to funny people and food people and just kind of celebrate life. And uh, it comes out every week. We just had Jay Leno on. We had Rain Wilson on recently. Uh, this weekend, we have Aaron Foley on. And uh, it's great. It's just a little 
passion project of mine, and people can, uh, if you go to TomPapa.com, that's where you can get a link to all the podcasts and the book. Oh, and also, if I could mention, I have a big show coming up in Vegas on Labor Day weekend. Oh, very oh, cool. cool. Where, where in Vegas? Yeah. I'm going to be at the Wynn at the uh, Encore Theater, which is an amazing theater. It's very so great. And, very nice. Uh, I'm going to return for the uh, yeah, September 2nd. Very cool. The, uh, the name of the book is We're All in This Together, so make some room. Comedian Tom Papa. Always great to talk to you, Tom. Thanks for joining us today. You too. We don't, appreciate it. Don't swim alone. We, no, we, we will not. Comedian <laughs> Tom Papa with Dax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Experience the difference. Quality, service, and price, all at Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. It's happening now through Labor Day weekend. All you need to do is listen to Rock 102 all summer long and get ready to pounce when your opportunity to grab your share of the summer stash of prizes presents itself. Plus, we're giving away a $25 new one. Call Unwin Overhead Doors, commercial, residential, and they handle dock equipment, levelers, and dock seals. Estimates at no cost. 24-hour emergency service. Unwindoor.com. 733 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting in your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. You're welcome, Steve. Uh, the air quality is going to be very, very poor again today uh, with those Cana- that smoke from the Canadian wildfires. Uh, air quality index at like 146, which is high for sensitive groups sensitive you know as as someone who uh, suffers from terrible seasonal allergies mm-hmm. uh i don't like breathing anymore i used to do it all the time now i'm seriously considering scaling back scaling back scaling back man you know you, you, who wants to breathe crap air i don't i don't at all well, i want to breathe something clean all i need is the air that i breathe and to love her mm-hmm. and to love her yes uh, authorities are investigating after one person was killed in a late-night shooting in Springfield. Spokesman Ryan Walsh said that officers were called to the 0100 block of uh, Marengo Park around 10.45 p.m. Monday for a report of a shooting victim. When police arrived, they found an adult male victim in a vehicle, and they began first aid. The victim was taken to Bay State Medical Center, uh, and where he unfortunately later died. Walsh added that investigators determined that the incident took place Uh, On the 100 block of Belmont Avenue, the case remains under investigation by the Springfield Police Homicide Unit in conjunction with the Hamden DA's uh, murder unit. Anyone with any information is asked to call the Springfield Police. Uh, Mother, these people were going through TSA. I just saw this one earlier. A mother and son attempted to bring six knives of various lengths through a security checkpoint at Logan International Airport yesterday. TSA uh, said officials detected the knives and their covers during the security screening at the airport. The two passengers surrendered the items to the Mass State Police. Uh, Only plastic or round-bladed butter knives are allowed in carry-on bags through TSA security. Otherwise, they are required to be in checked luggage. Uh, Other sharp objects not allowed to carry in bags include darts, saws, swords, and throwing stars. Oh, Whoa, my way, way, come on. Why? You're going to let us... What? You know, uh, Spirit Airlines will let me go on with throwing stars. You know, if you can't go on a plane with darts, saws, swords, and throwing stars, where can you go? You know, 
I don't know about you, but I have been on many flights where I thought, you know what would, uh, what I really want to do? I want to start a sword duel. A sword duel? Yeah, a duel to the death. Oh. With a sword. And I would say, like, on guard and, and, and see what happens. See yeah. if somebody else has got their sword, and then we'll have a sword fight. I was... You're the kind of guy who pronounces sword with the hard double. No, I, I, you, I normally say sword, but I like to make fun of the people that say swords. Sword. Right. How many people do you think are out there like that that say sword? I don't know, but I'm sure it's more than a few. It's, uh, it's like bad as uh, people calling uh, Debris debris. <laughs> like that's some word. Steve, it is pronounced debris. <laughs> you know what? You can say you went to Marquette University. You yeah. can say you got your little degree, even though it took you nine years to do so. Right. Uh, but just because you have that added to your title, Steve, I learned that doesn't the mean okay. that you're uh, right. right about that. Sure. Okay. I yeah. believe it's Debris. It, it's it's debris, and that's something I learned when I was probably in second or third grade, long before I went to college. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, oh, and I'm sure you're going to tell me it's pronounced hors d'oeuvres instead of hors d'oeuvres. No, Steve. It's pronounced horses duvers. Everybody oh, knows yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Don't be an idiot. Well, you were the one that taught me how to pronounce Chihuahua by saying Chihuahua. Yes. Yeah. I was uh, I was taught that by pro golfer Chai Chai Rodriguez. Uh, he he had a he had a great uh, boggy one time. <laughs> yes, he yeah, was yeah. always getting a boggy and, and a and a mooligan. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, he would never oh, have to call a mooligan. Oh, I think it's mooligan actually. I think that's uh, wasn't that the guy who wrote the song for Caddyshack, Kenny Mooligans? <laughs> Am I right about that? Yeah, you are right. right You're now. right on the screws, Steve. Uh, let's see, uh, what we else, uh, what else, what else do we got on the list? City officials in Greenfield say they have become inundated with well-meaning donations for 43 migrant and homeless families clustered at the Days Inn and have asked the public to pause its generosity. Listen, these people don't need any more help. They're staying at a Days Inn. It- those are beautiful, beautiful hotel rooms. Uh, is I believe isn't that the one uh, that the kids at UMass are staying in too? Oh, I well, think they're in a Connell Lodge. They're a little bit classier than the days in. Well, I don't think they're up in uh, Greenfield. I think they're up in Hadley. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Greenfield's a little, uh, you know, a little far away from campus. In a statement uh, Tuesday, a spokesperson for Mayor Roxanne Wedge got there. Wedge got Wedge Gardner said the city, the public health department, and its nonprofit partner have all reached storage capacity for donations of clothing, diapers, and other items for the wave of mostly Haitian migrants at the hotel. This represents a trend across cities and towns and across central and western Massachusetts after migrants in one of the nation's only right-to-shelter states began arriving in droves at Boston hospitals over the last several months. Mm. The Days Inn is currently home to 150 adults and children and has the hotel at capacity, uh, according to Greenfield Health Director Jennifer Hoffman. Uh, you know, uh, here's, here's the thing that uh, I don't think a lot of people are taking into account. Yes, they are homeless. Yes, they're staying at the Days Inn in Greenfield. But you know what? Uh, the Days Inn is owned by uh, Wyndham Resorts and Hotels. And uh, if you join the Wyndham Rewards program, you'd get up to 15% or more on future stays at other Wyndham properties. Oh, you could stay in Las Vegas yes. for half the price of what it normally is. Think about what the kind of Wyndham prices, uh, you know, your points these people are getting. You know, they could stay at any Wyndham hotel if they stay long enough. 
They just accumulate points over time. Uh, what do you have? The Haitian immigrant Marriott points? <laughs> well, it, it says here you're due for a free upgrade, which means you get a pillow. Ooh, look at that. Or two. A nice pillow, too. Yes. One that doesn't have plastic on the outside of it, so you suffocate yourself while you sleep. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's not like uh, we got them staying in the uh, the little motel behind the old Mingles. Yeah, it's not like we've got them staying. We've got them in nice accommodations. What that is? What is that called now? It's not. It used to be the Knights Inn years ago, and then and then it changed at some point, and I can't remember the name of it now. But you know what? Somebody needs to buy that Mingles building and revive that uh, that experience. You don't even need to do any renovations. That was the whole idea of well, that place. Well, because the last owner of the place actually did some renovations. Yeah, and you know what? That drove it right into the ground. You can't no, screw I mean, up a place like this. I think the uh, I think the pandemic drove that place into the ground. It wasn't anything to do with the, uh, the the current owner. Now, owners in the past, you know, back back then, uh, you know, calling that place a crap hole would have been uh, an insult to actual crap holes. But uh, yeah, listen. When they re, uh, when they uh, redid it, you could actually see through the windows. You know, and and see that was the uh, when we had talked about dive bars a couple of months ago. Yeah, like the best dive bars around, and they were naming places that weren't really dive bars. They were actually nice places. They were just maybe not as popular as other places are. But Mingles was a perfect example of what a dive bar was, and but it. But that's what made it so great. Yeah. I mean, the Mingles is the kind of place you would go to if you weren't sophisticated enough to get the same kind of thing at Geraldine's. Yeah. Yeah. Mingles was like a cultural uh, soup, I guess. You know, like you had all kinds of people. Actually, it was more of a stew because you had some chunkiness yeah, to right. it. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, kind of like a, a, a like a slow cooker stew. You know, oh, something, that, that gonna, something that was going to something that was going to simmer for a long time. Somebody who uh like when you go into a grocery store and they've left the soup on that uh that burner thing for too long and you open it up and it oh, just yeah. looks like burnt chili at the bottom. That's, that's kind of like what Mingles was. But that's what made it so great. It, it was a great place as well as the people. But anyway, uh wedge got there. Wedge Gutner? Wedge Gutner. Spokesman Matthew Conway said the town began receiving unsolicited donations about two months ago when the news of migrant and homeless surge started to become public. Conway said the city sent out a public service announcement asking donors to direct all gifts to the public health department, which which could then confer with ServiceNet among the nonprofit agencies that have taken on resettlement efforts in the region. Essentially, they ran out of space and couldn't continue taking any more donations. Well, that's actually a good problem to have. Yeah, I guess so. When you're when you have an overabundance of uh, of items that you need, Mm -hmm. that's what our goal is for the open pantry every year. Stock the shelves so full they can't fit anymore in that building. You know uh, the food we uh, raised last year. Yeah, I think they're just finishing in that now. That uh, that's amazing. Which is pretty good because usually they're done by March with it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the tricky thing about doing dangerous stunts in your car is that you're attracting attention to yourself. But this guy seemed to be looking for attention. A 19 year old man in Georgia named James Brown, the hardest working man in show business. 
Not the same guy. Was just arrested for doing donuts right in front of the police department headquarters. He was charged with reckless driving, and it seems to be a pattern for him because he has two other incidents reckless uh, of reckless driving on his record. Are you sure about that it wasn't uh, the same James Brown? Good God, y'all! Because <laughs> I can... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I can I can see him, you know, causing a problem on the highways. I remember listening when I was a kid to this radio bit on this uh, this morning show at a at a New York City. Yeah, I think it was a Z100. Uh, who was the guy? Scott Shannon. The yeah, yeah. and and the guy, he was down here in Hartford too. The other guy. Yes. Uh, what was his name? Anyway, they had this bit about James Brown, about James Brown being invited over to like. A, a friendly couple's home, and then James Brown basically, like, kind of telling his wife to shut up, and then slapping her every once in a while. Mm. Uh, thing, and I'm like, wow, this today. If that bit came out today, you know, like how much the uh, it wouldn't go over. No, because it was like making fun of domestic violence, uh, and it was like every every punchline of the joke was him hitting his wife. Was he known for that? Was he? Um, was he did he have a, a, a he, temper? He had a, a, a bit of a. He was had a bit of a of a, of a hothead. Yeah, it, yeah. Man, you know. But he was the hardest working man in show business. I remember when they uh, when when his body was in state at the Apollo. Yes, and somebody took a picture of that. And it had it was supposed to say Godfather on it. Yes, but it looked like Goo Father. Goo Father. Yeah, because it was like done in flowers on the letters. I see. It was a very weird thing. It was a very weird thing to see pictures of a dead body in like newspapers too. Get up! Get on up! Get on! 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 I can see a guy like that doing donuts in a parking lot of a police station. Totally. But actually, I love me some James Brown. I can see him eating donuts in the parking lot of a police station. Pioneer Valley forecast. Right on, right on. That's true. This is your groove, isn't it? I love James Brown. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, mostly sunny with a high of 85, but hot and humid. Again, uh, same for tomorrow, high of 85. It's 69, giggity, downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. When you're the king of all things site work, ex- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 753 and Rush. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today, uh, hot and muggy and humid with a high of 85. Is muggy and humid the same thing? Um, sh- Yeah, kind of. You, why do I, you have to say that? Well, it can be it's humid, but not terribly muggy. It's a little rhetorical, don't you think? It's a little redundant, yes. Uh, rhetorical or re- no, redundant? No, re- redundant. Yes. Redundant. Yeah, okay, now you're just making uh, mountains out of molly hills. Mole hills, Steve. Whatever, dude. Hey, whatever. Real quick, yeah. if you are looking to go to the uh, the Rock 102 wing thing, I uh, hate to break it to you, it's sold out. Thanks to our uh, sponsors, Aqua Pump, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, and Log ho- uh, Log Rolling Catering. And thanks to all of you who will be joining us uh, for the uh, Rock 102 wing thing. Stay tuned for more exciting events coming from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Now, now we're going to clean up all this des- debris and listen to this. It's debris. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. That's my favorite joke, by the way. Did you hear about that cheese truck crash in France? Debris was everywhere. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. 
Brian Adams was doing a show in Salt Lake City earlier this month. Yes. When a fan jumped on stage and began singing Summer of 69. Here's Brian doing the first line, then the fan singing the next two. Then he gets laughed off stage when security drags him away. Brian just comes back in time for the title of the song. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that that was, was pretty like good. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, kid wasn't a bad singer. No, he wasn't. He, he didn't totally should've. butcher it. Hey, dude, guess what I did? I'm on a TikTok video because I got up in the middle of a Brian Adams show. Yeah, I said 69. Yeah, dude, that sounds uh, real cool, but you're a dude at a Brian Adams concert. Uh, number two, a girl in Columbia, Tennessee, was uh, so out of it after getting her wisdom teeth pulled that she forgot she had a boyfriend. Here's her mom introducing her to the young man who graciously plays along. Joey is coming over here. Do you remember Joey? You have a boyfriend. Yes. Yes, you do. Would you like to see what he looks like? He's right there. Do you want him to open the door and say hi to you? Yeah. Open the door. You feel good, don't you? Oh, you're pretty too. What a, All right. Well, I love you. I'll see you in a bit, okay? What a horrible I trend. Yeah, it is. is to, to tape people who are in a state that you wouldn't normally want to be seen in. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. It's the parent taping their child. Yes. Yeah, that's, you're like yeah. a little bit exploitive to be taping your child and then to post it online. Yeah. Good job, moms. By the way, uh, this is the dude that's, uh, you know, you know. <laughs> You know, I I hear what you know happens. What I see that. I see that. I see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. And uh, finally, a veteran celebrating his 104th birthday now says he's gotten this far without taking any medication and was helped along by Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. <laughs> Here is Arthur Walters Jr. talking about his secret, personal secret to a long life. People always say, "Well, what do you attribute to?" And I always say. Well, I have two good friends. Oh, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. Yeah, those are my two good friends. They helped me along. The dude is pickled. That's why he's lasting so long. Uh, hey, listen, uh, you know, I give him all the credit in the world for uh, being being a veteran and still surviving after 104 years. That's a long time to be alive. Makes you think. But thank God for Jack Daniels and Jim Beam. <laughs> I guess everyone I know that has those guys as good friends what? doesn't last that long. I was going to say, they kill a lot of people, <laughs> and this guy survived both of them. I beat them both. <laughs> Me and my old granddad came along, and we kicked their butts. And then we called in the blue nun, yeah. you know, just to make fun of her. Uh, and uh, and that is now here this. It is uh, 7.58 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's classic was directed. STEM, rooted in nature, optimized by science. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember back when baseball used to be the national pastime? I sure do. And you remember back when landmark historical baseball achievements used to be noteworthy and occasionally interesting? Believe it or not, that used to happen too. For example, last night, 12 Major League teams scored in double digits. 
That's a dozen teams, all of them scoring 10 runs or better in a single night. That has not happened in baseball since 1894, which, if my math is correct, was 129 years ago. Last night, you had the Dodgers, Cleveland, the Mets, the White Sox, Arizona, Atlanta, the Cubs, Tigers, Twins, Giants, Reds, and Royals, all scoring in double figures. And it might have gone to 13 teams had San Diego not stopped at nine runs against Toronto. That would have tied the record, which again happened well over a century ago when stats were compiled on stone tablets and using an abacus. Now, I don't mean to point out the obvious here, but there is at least one team that seems curiously absent from this list of achievements. And that team happens to be the Boston Red Sox, who happened to be the only major league team in baseball last night that got shut out. In fact, they not only didn't score a single run, they didn't score a single run against Oakland, the worst team in baseball, the very team that Nick Pavetta chucked up 13 strikeouts against the night before. As the Red Sox now have now lost to the A's three to nothing, ending Oakland's latest losing streak at seven games. Now, I'm no baseball genius, but on a night when 12 teams are banging out runs during 5th to 15 games that were scheduled, one of which was postponed, it was the Boston Red Sox that chose not to participate in this otherwise meaningless burst of offensive production. They chose to go in the opposite direction by not being compelled to submit to the contrived pressures of having to play baseball in a competitive fashion. I mean, I'm sure they didn't want to be the ones to extend Oakland's losing streak for another night. That would have shown an uncompassionate level of selfishness and a careless lack of unsparing pity. I certainly wouldn't want to follow that sort of team, and thankfully I didn't. Way to go, Red Sox. Way to go. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only has the best grills, like Weber gas grills, Trigger Wood pellet fire grills, the Big Green Egg, the Uni Pizza Oven, and the Blackstone Outdoor Griddles, Rocky's also has all the grilling gear and fuel. Up your grilling game right now at Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling destination. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny, muggy, uh, high of 85 today. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 70 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you, you got two bucks on you? Uh, I do. Can, you, you have, can I have one of those and I'll put in the other dollar and you and I can split a Powerball ticket? Suppose you win. Suppose you win the billion dollars. Do we get to split the billion? Uh, yeah, we could split the billion. I mean, I did pay for half the uh, the quick pick. You did, that's what I mean. We'll, yeah. we'll put in uh, half. We'll go halvesies. And if, then, I, if I do that, right? If let's, yeah. if let's say I go halvesies with you, but then I go buy myself a bunch of other quick picks. And I win off the other quick picks. Yeah. I don't have to share with you, right? No, you do. If it's on the same ticket. No, but if I'm if I won off a different ticket, I don't have to prove it to you. I just say, nah, sorry, Steve. I uh nah, no, I won. I won. If you uh this is how the office pools work. because uh, the, the jackpot tonight is a billion dollars. One billion dollars. It's a lot of damn money. It is a lot of damn money. And uh, you know, I don't think I would want to tell anybody that I won that. Oh no, I wouldn't. I would. Uh, I would just evaporate from uh, no. from public view. I, I would not I would, tell everybody I won a billion. I wouldn't do that either. Uh, I'll read you the story here. The third largest jackpot in Powerball history is up for grabs tonight. One billion dollar jackpot trails the two billion dollar jackpot won last year, 
and the $1.5 billion jackpot in 2016. It's the seventh highest in U.S. lottery history. The cash value for Wednesday's pot of gold is about $516.8 million, uh, not including taxes. See, that's how they get you. Sure. Yeah, you could get a billion dollars. It's really, You're not really winning a billion dollars. You're winning half of that. And then you're getting uh, probably 50% yeah. taken out of that, too. Yeah, the way you describe it, it almost doesn't make it worth it. It does make it worth it. <laughs> because you can't win if you don't play. I mean, if, I, if I had to give up half of my billion dollars just to, just to survive, I'd almost rather say, well, then to hell with it. Uh, I don't even want half a billion dollars. This uh, this news station, this story, particular story is out of Minnesota. They they went to a, a convenience store, and a guy goes, "If I win, I will live off the grid, probably in Canada, deep in the woods. I have a high security cabin and living on the land style of life." I don't think I would do that either. Nah. Plus, there's got to be some vultures that still find a way to leech off you forever. Here's what I would do: you would never know that I won, ever. Really? Yeah. I would get one of them trust things like these people do. Right. The hard part would be not being, not telling your family. Like just sitting on that amount of money and then, uh, like, I think I would just try to go on as normally as possible for as long as I possibly could. And then when people started finding out, that's when you leave. All right. But, you know, the thing is, uh, I mean, how could you conceal it? You, you couldn't really conceal. I mean, at some point, you're going to spend a little bit of your money, and people are going to question, well, how did you afford this luxury yacht, Steve, on, on your fixed income? Oh, I was selling that. Uh, didn't you see my, you know, those people that sell makeup online? Yeah. You know, like the, the <laughs> ones that try to rope you into, hey, uh, you know, or they put something up on their Facebook story, and you're, and most people are like, oh, I know the answer to that question. And then when you answer the question, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, so glad you reached out. Have you reached? Have you seen these new beauty products we have? Uh, Jesus. Uh, this guy, who's a wealth advisor, Sean Fletcher, said, put together your team, whether that's your spouse, a parent, or sibling, that one or two person team that you really trust and share that information with. Most importantly, put together your professional team. Get a financial advisor. Get a lawyer, get a CPA, mm-hmm. get everybody in the same room to start to build that plan on what you want to do. The hard part is somebody who's never had that kind of wealth is probably not going to do well with that unless you have somebody walking you through it, and telling you-, you not to buy stupid crap all the time yeah and you need a team because everyone needs to have like checks and balances against each other so you're not getting screwed yeah i remember when i was in the when college i was talking to this guy who was a uh, was a teacher professor or whatever and uh, we were talking at the time that was a high jackpot of like 100 million or 200 million and i said man how would you spend all that and he just looked at me in the face and he goes Go to Vegas and start betting $50,000 a hand at blackjack. Yeah, you but could definitely lose it very quickly. You know, some dudes will do that because yeah. they're stupid. And that would be a really stupid way of yeah. of uh, going about your business with a billion dollars. Yeah. But I, uh, I did a little bit of research about, uh, you know, what you could do if you had a billion dollars. Do you realize that, uh, you, could, that uh, you could buy uh, Taylor Swift tickets in the front row, 50,000 of them? 
and still be able to live for the rest of your life with no problem. Well, see, that would be all worth it. Yeah. That would be the first thing. I'd buy my kid a ticket to the Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tay Tay's totally worth it. I get it. Because she's been dying to go, but uh, I keep telling her there's nobody on God's green earth that's worth $1,500 to go see. Right. Well, I'm talking about the $20,000 ticket. Yeah, this is the one we get really close to the stage. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, just as now. Oh, yeah. We can't even afford that. Sure. You know, uh, but when we could afford even the $1,500, even if I won that kind of money, I still probably wouldn't buy a Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Even a cheap seat behind an obstructed view? Hey, listen, that album was 40 bucks, the one we got yesterday. But You you could buy the Arizona Coyotes hockey team. Yeah. and And still not have to work for the rest of your life. That's true. The entire team's like worth $450 million. You could buy that without a bat in an eye, and you'd have a hockey team. Yeah, but you're only getting $500 million minus taxes, so... Do you realize you could take a submarine ride yeah. down below the surface of the, of the ocean to look at the Titanic 4,000 times? Yeah, now, the first, actually, the first yeah. time is a little <laughs> bit dicey. No, it, it it was the fact that it was like the twenty sixth time that it finally, you know, yeah, yeah ended. Yeah, four thousand times. Yeah, you could actually even uh, you know, like reinstall the Bluetooth Logitech control system they had in that uh, in that submarine, and still have enough money left uh, to live the rest of your life forever. Actually, I could just develop a video game that depicts that whole thing, and well, I that would even be, have that to would, go in the water. That would be slightly cheaper. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I really don't even know what I would do with that kind of money. I mean, I know I would buy a bunch of crap. I think I'd probably buy a car, like yeah. a nice car, and uh, I'd pay off my mortgage. I'd pay off, you know, any bills that I have or yeah. anything like that. And uh, and then what? You travel the world? Like, what are you going to do? Well, my understanding is that uh, when people become rich, you know, like uh, like rock stars or uh, professional athletes, you know, they'll all say the same thing. It's not that the money changes you. It changes everybody else around you. So mm-hmm. they start treating you differently because suddenly you fell into all this money. Now, what I would do if I had this kind of money would write a million dollar check to everybody in my family, all of my very closest friends, and that would be the end of it. I would, you, you can't go back to the well. You can't ask me for more. I've given you a million dollars. Now shut up. And that would be about it. That would be the, what you would do. Yeah, that's it. Mm. That's it. So every so, so there'd be like a finite number of people that I would do that to, but it's a small group. So the rest of you people can just forget about being a barnacle in my life because I'm not, I'm not writing checks to everybody. You know what I would do with a billion dollars? What? Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> you know why? Why? Uh, well, I gotta know why. Well, I always wanted to do that, man. And I think if I were a billionaire, I could hook that up too. Because chicks dig dudes with money. <laughs> well, not all chicks. No, it's... the type of chicks that double up on a dude like me do. <laughs> What do you do now besides two chickens at the same time? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I love that movie. It's 822 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 829 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, hot, hazy, and humid today with a high of 85. More of the same for tomorrow. It's 70 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports will be joining us. He'll be talking about uh, cars, as he always does. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, tomorrow, Dr. Mark Kenton from uh, Mercy will be joining us, too. Yes, we'll be talking about staff shortages. Still? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah they, they're not, a, they can't hire anybody over there? It's kind of a big issue. And uh, maybe something about insurance and all that. Oh, stuff. yeah, so, that, uh, that too. We'll figure out. Also, uh, Geezer Butler from uh, Black Sabbath will be joining us uh, this week too. Oh, uh, I remember. Uh, uh, I remember her. She had a um, a show on ABC. Uh, she was like the country girl uh, back in the nineties. No, 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 Steve. That's Brett Butler. No, no, no. You're thinking of the guy that used to uh, be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, who now is uh, living in disgrace. Uh, with his deal business dealings. No, 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 Steve. That's Brett Favre. No, that's where I want this co- be. <laughs> that's where I want to be from this conversation. Favre far away. Favre away. Oh, yes, yes. We got news next to Rock 102. 833 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Western Mass Masons, your preferred contractor for foundations and chimneys. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. You know, I was what, reading this story on Mass Live this morning about, uh, you know, how obviously the Eastfield Mall has closed. Uh, all of the merchants that were in there had to find other places or close or whatever they had to do. Right. And in uh, this article points out uh, Art Gonzalez, who is the owner of the Companda Smart Shop at the Enfield Square, Enfield Square Mall, has been assured the mall isn't going anywhere while contractors address fire safety and maintenance issues following the town's threat to shut down the property. It's like, the article goes on to say that this guy is like, yeah, I'm not really trusting the fact that you've moved me over here (laughs) to a place, oh, you'll have longevity for days, six months or hours until we decide to kick you out again. Uh, Gonzalez, who sells CBD products, including hard candy, tinctures, smokable flour, and uh, topical preparations, can be forgiven for skepticism born of experience in a tough real estate environment for small retailers looking for a lot of foot traffic on a budget. He moved to Enfield Square in February from Springfield's Eastfield Mall after sensing that the Eastfield's owners were moving to redevelop the property, and he was right. Eastfield Mall closed last weekend and will be demolished to make room for an $85 million redevelopment. Well, you know, uh, I'm glad they took the drone footage, uh, to, so you can see what it looks like from uh, from the from the the top view. Yeah, the roof. Would you yeah. like to see what the roof of the Eastfield Mall looks like? Mm, no, no, I'm all set. Well, they had a whole uh, pictorial on uh, on Mass Live this morning. There's nothing on the roof of any interest or significance that you would want to see what the top looks like. You know, I could go onto Google Earth and zero in on the Eastfield Mall and already look at the the uh, the roof. That's true too. You know, uh, I I don't need to look at the drone footage. It it, it just does seem a a, a a little weird to be telling somebody to move somewhere else into another complex that possibly could be shut down. That doesn't seem like a like a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, multiple vehicles, including stu- two state police vehicles and a tractor trailer, were involved in what police described as a major crash on I-95 in Connecticut. 
the driver of a Mack truck, whom state police identified as 34-year-old Shaky Joseph of Waterbury, was charged in connection with the crashes. The crashes happened near exit 27 on the northbound side of I-95 Monday night. The highway was closed for about three hours. Troopers uh, initially said an oil spill on the roadway uh, caused the crash, but later clarified it was, in fact, human waste. Now, how did that get onto uh, the highway? Well, uh, well, I was sucking this big tank of water out of the Connecticut River, and then... <laughs> Because it was loaded with human waste, and then, yeah. oops, I forgot that there was a cop car on the side, and I ran into it. You know, I realize that this uh, this country is really built on uh, on this nation's uh, trucking industry. Yeah. I mean, they, without them, our our uh, our economy would fold like a like a cheap suit. You need the truckers out there, and they do a fantastic job. Oh. But if you were owning a trucking company, how comfortable would you be? Putting Shaky Joseph in charge of hauling well, a uh, hauling a big haul. It wouldn't sound like you, you would like a good idea to do that. But I kind of uh, you're right about the truckers. Yeah, definitely essential workers. Totally, definitely uh, taking a lot of guff from people that they don't deserve. However, it's just like any field. Even a doctor with the lowest grade at Harvard Medical School is still a doctor. <laughs> Yes. And even a truck driver who is last in the class at Nets is still a truck driver. I understand. But you wouldn't put Shaky Joseph in charge of brain surgery. No, or uh, or bomb handling. Right, right. You wouldn't even put him in in charge of cutting diamonds. Yeah. Well, maybe they figured, you know what? It is a hazardous material in a way because it's human waste, but it's not like he's going to blow anything up. Give that uh, waste job to Shaky for the day. Hey, Shaky. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we need you to take this load of human waste uh, from uh, Waterbury up to. Uh, All right. Yeah. I'll, All right. Okay. I'll, I'll do it right after uh, I finish this game of Jenga. I'll do it. You, you guys, you need uh, Jolt Cola. Uh, you got anything? You got anything like that? Uh, no dose. <laughs> yeah. Some Vibrin. Mm, Stacker two. You got <sighs> any of that stuff? You got any of that stuff laying around? Huh? 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 You know those five-hour five hour energy drinks? I, I, I drink them every day. Every day I get up and I have five shots, I have five-hour energy drinks. I'm up for 25 hours, which is more than 24 hours in a day. I don't even know how that's possible, but it's, it's freaking me out, man. That's why my load is always on time. Yes, my load always gets delivered. <laughs> Shaky Joseph. Yeah, sometimes my load gets spilled all over the highway. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah. Uh, the tractor trailer into the median struck one cruiser, which caused it to hit the second cruiser. No injuries were reported. Troopers said they determined that uh, Joseph was aware of the leak. He was charged with an unsecured load, reckless driving, and 12 counts of first-degree reckless endangerment. Uh, Shaky was released on a $25,000 bond and given a court date of August 8th. Now, as funny as that seems on the surface... We just did the story the other day about how the Connecticut police are making up names for traffic tickets. How do we know this is not one of those fake ones? It's a good question. I don't know how to answer that. Uh, what was his name? Joseph? Joseph what? Uh, shaky. Shaky. Uh, shaking all over the road. <laughs> people, people saw that from afar. Didn't you see that? Didn't you see his name? I think I saw it on his license. It said Shaky. <laughs> I don't think you'd want him 
uh, doing certain jobs, you know, b- you know, bomb detonation, uh, yeah. uh, maybe uh, an obstetrician. <laughs> maybe yeah, right. you, know, you probably wouldn't want him for that job either. Uh, the moil, like yeah, shaky the, the right, moil. Exactly. Right? Yeah, right, you right, yeah, right, you wouldn't right. want him doing circumcisions. All, all of the different things that you would not want somebody doing with the name shaky. You know what? Shake Shack would be a good place for him right. to be working at. That's the kind of Perfect. thing. Do you know why Michael J. Fox makes the best milkshakes? No. Why does Michael J. Fox make the best milkshakes? Because he only uses the finest ingredients, duh. But what what did you think I was gonna say? I don't I don't I don't uh, I don't I don't know. And I'm sure that no matter what I was thinking in my head it would have been seen as grossly in, uh, insensitive. Yeah, see, that's the way you think. And, yeah, I, and I, I don't know what you were thinking about that. I was being very nice about that. You know, I was looking at the, not to, to change gears, but uh, I was looking at that map of the X. Yeah. Because, you know, they had that uh, meeting last night. And uh, I used to, at one point, take Cliffwood and Lennox. And uh, that would be like a cut through from Sumner over to Dickinson. Yeah, they used I mean, to live on Dickinson. That's that's the one I was telling you about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Cliftwood and, and and Lennox. They, they'll no longer be cut throughs. Um, and uh, they're changing the configuration of the one way. They were both one way streets. Now they'll they'll no longer be cut throughs, and uh, that'll that'll that's somehow going to solve a lot of problems. I'm looking at this thing, and I, I and I don't even know if it's all that different from what you had. Mm-hmm. And whether it's going to even work the way they want to, they're rerouting Belmont so it spills into Sumner, uh, as, by by Commonwealth Avenue and making like a, a roundabout a, a rotary there, and make the part of Commonwealth Avenue a one way. I don't understand why you can't just make a rotary right in the middle of the X. I, I don't know. That, that's when they were talking about it. That's what I thought they were getting at. Like they said, like a couple of mini roundabouts. But and, there's only one in the plan that we saw. But if you just put one roundabout in the middle of that whole intersection, that would solve all your problems. Probably. You would have a, a constant flow of traffic going through. Yeah, and you, and I, you can you can take some of those buildings over by eminent domain uh, in order to improve roadways. You know, you might have to knock some buildings down, but so what? That's the whole thing about redevelopment and re-improvement. Yeah, yeah. things don't have to look the same all the time. I'm glad they want to do something because it's a yeah. it's a nightmare. But uh, I'm not so sure that this is the best laid out plan. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny, uh, hot, and humid with a high of 85. Tomorrow, more of the same. It is 71 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. John Hazen here, as you may know. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850 and sticks with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, hot and humid again today with a high of 85. Tomorrow, more of the same. A uh, high of 85 and 72 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, on uh, Baxi's musical podcast each week, I'm uh, talking to all kinds of legends from new wave, alternative, pe- uh, metal, punk, and other things, producers, authors. A uh, couple of good interviews that uh, that are coming up this week. The one that is posted already this week, J.T. Woodruff from the band Hawthorne Heights. Really cool tour that they're, they're bringing through, uh, through Boston at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield on September 17th. You want to check out that uh, interview. Uh, tomorrow, a special bonus issue uh, episode with uh, Michael uh, Goldwasser. Michael is the uh, the owner of Easy Star Records. It's the top U.S.-based uh, US reggae label in the country. Great, great uh 
label, and he also stars in the Easy Star All Stars. It's a band he's put together with, you know, with all kinds of people, and they just released a uh, a tribute to David Bowie, which is actually very very cool. You'll be able to find that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a rock102.com, all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Find them online at ZMNHome.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Happy National Hot Dog Day! According to the Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Yeah, okay. Didn't uh, realize they. Didn't realize they had a council. Oh, well, that was the thing that Marty and I taught. That was who started the whole debate about whether to put ketchup on the hot dogs or not. Oh, that came from the council? Be- because the president of the Hot Dog and Sausage Council said nobody over the 18 should be using ketchup on their hot dogs, which start which sparked the debate because a lot of people like ketchup on their hot dogs, but then a lot of people would say, no, it's a sin to put ketchup on the hot dogs. Mm-hmm. It makes for great radio fodder. Yeah, you know? well, no, I get it, and and, uh, and and you resolve the whole problem by no. uh, by going to White Hut without me. No, no, we didn't resolve anything. It was just became more of a heated argument amongst uh, amongst the listeners. See, I don't really judge anybody based yeah. on what condiments they're using on a on a hot dog. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I you know, ketchup would not be my first choice, but uh, you know, I, I don't I don't pass judgment. You know what? Even if it wasn't making a lot of money i would love to be like an ambassador on the sausage council uh what do you do for a living well i'm an ambassador on the sausage council that would be a very uh esteemed uh position yeah and this is my assistant and <laughs> <laughs> he's a little spicy yeah, yeah. right right i'd like uh, to introduce my to uh, my direct supervisor oscar meyer Anyway, yeah, uh, no, uh, uh, they're not calling it the Wiener Mobile anymore. They're calling it, wasn't they calling it the? Uh, yeah, they're, they're giving it a new name. The it's Frank something. The Frank, like a Frank Mobile. Yeah, it's like some stupid like that. Anyway, according to the uh, Hot Dog and Sausage Council, we'll eat about seven billion of them just in the three months between Memorial Day and Labor Day. That individually. Eight- no, uh, collectively as a as, oh, a, okay. as a nation, say, uh, that's a lot of damn hot dogs. That's eight hundred and eighteen hot dogs a second, right? They are delicious. Well, I'm going to stop over today at uh, at Autumn Mist Farm because I want to get I want to get that giant one they got there. How big is the giant one? I think it's like two pounds. It's a two pound hot dog. I think that's what he said. But I'm going to go over there. Uh, I'm going to go over there today and uh, and get one. How are you going to eat a two-pound hot dog? Look at me. Look at the size of me. Two I pounds. Can, I can eat two pounds. You sure you can eat two pounds of a hot dog? Hey, look, I've lost 40. I can eat two. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, go eat the two-pound hot dog. Come uh, back and report tomorrow how it was. Los Angeles eats more of them than any other city, followed by New York, Dallas, Chicago, and Philadelphia. But per capita, cities in North Carolina dominate the list. Rally Durham is first. Uh, Then it's Greensboro, uh, Buffalo, New York, Paducah, Kentucky, and Charlotte, North Carolina is fifth. That seems like an odd uh, thing. Kind of an odd, uh, you know, array of cities. There is this place, and I think it still might be in business, but it's not at the original location. When I was a kid in New Jersey, there was a place my dad, it was by my grandmother's house in Patterson, New Jersey, right? Okay. It was called Johnny and Hangie's. And Johnny and Hangie's had these hot dogs with this meat sauce 
that was they were known for this yeah. the, these famous hot dogs and it was like a chili not quite a chili but like a I don't know what else do you put in a meat sauce other than you wouldn't if you're not putting chili in it. Now, these, chili are these hot do- are these hot dogs or are these like a hot wieners? What's a hot wiener? Well, in Rhode Island, right. for example, well, in Rhode yeah. Island, for example, you can go to a, there's a couple of places that serve hot wieners. They're smaller hot dogs. They're often almost bright orange. Yeah, and on a little bun, and you put like that that chili meat sauce on top of it. Yeah, and uh, some people call them gaggers. They're delicious. You know, I believe you can get hot wieners and gaggers at that nudist camp down in Woodstock, <laughs> Connecticut, too. I think that's what they call them. Yeah, right. Hot wieners! Hot wieners! Hot wieners! Yeah, they, they call it the New York System hot wieners. You can find them in Rhode Island. Really? Yeah. Well, you used to. I, you know, I haven't I haven't been there in years, but you know, they used to be a pretty popular joint. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Rhode Island for some reason. See, I mean, I, I, mean, I practically grew up in Rhode Island right on well, the border. I've, I've been to Rhode Island. There's really not much there. Oh, dude, what are you talking about? It's the biggest little state in the Union. Yeah. So much to do. Uh, most of my experience with Rhode Island was inside that giant mall that takes up half the city of Providence. That's oh, the there. Providence Place Mall. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah, not, yeah. that's not a good place. That's, not, then, uh, that's not where you judge uh, the city. We talked about this before. We don't need to get into this again, but I, uh, the zoo was probably uh, the, the best place I've been, uh, I've been Roger to William in, zoo. in yeah. Rhode Island. Yeah. Everything awesome. else? Of course they have hot wieners. And, what do you call them? Gag stoppers? Yeah. Everlasting gag stoppers? <laughs> Gaggers. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that how you, you yeah. get an everlasting gag stopper? <laughs> is that what you say? No, that's not quite the same. Not like uh, Slugworth meets you at the door. <laughs> ah, who wants a gag bring, stopper? Bring me a gag stopper on yeah. the way out. Oompa loompa. <laughs> you stole gag stoppers. You, you get, get nothing. nothing. There you go. It's 8.56 uh, with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the...